Act Four of Gulzara, or the Persian Slave, by Anna Cora Moet. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Four, Scene One, A Fisherman's Hut. Aisha seated on a rude chair, mending nets and singing. Amarath sitting pensively on a low stool, his head leaning on his hand, his eyes fixed on the ground. Amarath, after a pause. Where art thou now, sweet sister? In thy bower weeping alone, and starting wildly, like some guilty thing, at every footstep. Lest it be that one thou dreadest, yet longest to hear. My father's! And that meeting, O oh, Aisha! Picture to thyself that hour, and say if in thy pitying bosom beats a heart with savageness to cause such woe. Think on her trembling, voiceless, when she meets my father's eye, and dares not fondly fling her soft arms around his neck. And when this blow that fells the sturdy oak is given, oh, think upon the reed, already bowed. Twill crush. Think but of this, and then... I do think on it rejoice to paint the scene dwell over it more dotingly than erst thy enamoured king hung over his chisel's labour as it sprung to life like him i prayed like him behold my wish how wilt thou mourn dear father and those eyes long moistureless will they not weep such bitter tears as he made flow from mine that sapped the rosy line in those wan cheeks falling like ice upon my heart and froze the healthful current of its noblest feelings till petrified it grew insensible to mercy's voice or pity's hand which knocked in vain for entrance or response this was his work thy sire's surely he wronged you not not wronged oh no they'll say that justice guides the foot that crushes the unsightly worm unconsciously offending let them then pronounce if in the serpent's vengeful sting there be not equity and call me just rising amrith rising and following her to the front of the stage thy words are sunless mists whose sombreness perplex me more thine ills relating lend the beam that shall disperse these wildering clouds i will and to thy youthful ears strike awe reared in the palace daughter of a slave whose tuneful zebec charmed your father's ear for years i served the sultan faithfully in token of his favour yet a child he did bestow me on the fisherman young mustafa whom well your father loved we were not rich and yet most happy for i did possess that which outvalued all the luxuries of wealth one only son woe is the day that evil day when stole the sportive urchin from my watchful eye and in an oft-committed trespass fell whose penalty the sultan had proclaimed a painful death the fierce chaushas dragged him trembling and dismayed 
unknowing scarce's crime before the sultan's judgment seat thither in haste i flew and at his feet implored his mercy for my child he seemed to heed my prayer but when i hopeful ceased did mock me with the answer that his life was spared his life they had not dared to shed an infant's blood and what was now that life without the joys that give it worth or mine when set the star that lighted it i prayed for more he sternly bade them lead me thence my boy to prison banishment i know not where the fiat had gone forth unheeded my frenzied rage they bore him from my sight i cannot think for lasting punishment this absence so prolonged the cares of war have from my father's memory raised your son not him from mine that hour i vowed revenge and fixed mine eyes on you through whom tis found again i sought the palace but my tears the scorching fever of revenge had quenched ever some trivial token bearing forgetful seemed of which all else forgot the sultan's absence in this persian war my hidden purpose favoured of the grove my brother being sentinel through him i planned that deed to do what now is done and must my life like base-born peasants pass within these walls as though no royal blood swelled proudly in my veins these walls perchance are paradise to those that echo now the groans of my lost boy you will not be so cruel true your hapless son my sire consigned to punishment but twas for some misdeed committed though unmeant i harmed you not zuleika never injured you yet strikes your poniard at the breast of both together will we wither though apart you could not bear to see me pine and pine day after day grow pallid by your side and as the tree whose roots some secret worm attacks thus slowly die while your stretched arm could pluck away destruction and new life restore then give me back my liberty aisha aside ah oh, he wrings me to the soul an infant's tongue once more within these walls i wonder not it moves me could i could i get thee hence thou woman's weakness to thy puling voice mine ears are deaf thou frightened conscience back thou'lt shake me my purpose almost now hath shaken 
But no, the image of my injured boy, writhing in chains that wound his tender flesh, rises reproachfully to blast my sight, and nerves me with the strength of fiends, perchance. And then the thought of Suleiman's despair. It is too sweet. This chalice filled with joys from his lips stolen, though it inebriate with nectar, fallen angels call revenge. I'll yield it not to pleading pity's prayer. Aisha, dear Aisha. Not one word. I have already heard too much. Beware. Resumes her seat and work. No help, then? No escape? Here must I die? It may be, but not like the foolish hair in fear expiring, with no struggle made for liberty, no effort, or to dry the flood that for me now is swelling, or to give it better cause to rise. Sits down. I've heard my father say what city strength has failed to conquer. Stratagem must win. I'll think on this. He muses, during which time Aisha sings. Your boy, his father lives? He does. But dwells perchance afar? On his cast nets the sun hath twice its lengthening shadows thrown, and from his stay I augur he has met with some success. I hourly wait his boat. Amrath aside. I must myself, or forge the key that opens my prison door or perish for my lack of skill ponders again i have it well it can but fail rises slowly from his seat and approaches the window in the back scene aisha sharply what would you only while the laggard time from his slow pace aside and archly by quickening my own after looking out of the window intently for a moment that boat how swift it nears it must be he a man springs out Aisha rises. Aisha, look! Nay, now he's hid behind yon rocks. Tis he. I go to greet him. Rushes out. I to greet my liberty. I'm free. Father, thy tutoring wasn't lost. Yon door leads to the secret path that barned behind me. Ere the swiftest foot could gain the palace by the common road, I shall be safe within their shielding arms. Rejoice, my sister. Father! I am yours again. Runs out and is heard to bolt the door behind him. After a moment, Aisha re-enters. I saw nor boat nor man. What meant you, boy? Looks round. <gasps> what? Gone? Not here? Where art thou, Amarath? <gasps> Allah protect me, he has fled. Exit running. Is heard to try the door and returns despairingly. Bard? Bard! Oh, simple head, outwitted by a child, a puny boy. I'm lost. Too surely all will be discovered. Death's cold arms are spread to clasp their victim. Fool! To heed his words. Yet he is happy, free. How can I mourn? I was not strong of purpose as I thought myself. Already had remorse dispatched her furies dire to lacerate my breast. 
He's free. Restored. This crime will haunt me not. I can but share the prison of my boy, or in a darker, close my weary eyes. Where shall no vision of his misery rack my sleep? They shall not drag me hence. I have deserved, and bravely will I meet my fate. As she is going, stops, and turns slowly round. Farewell, my little hut. What is it to me? I never shall behold you more. For, ah, he that so jocund made your rustic walls hath bade them long ago adieu. <sighs> Though it shelter now, it is true, a childless and a wifeless master. But since this deed hath darkened all my soul, it would but tarnish his pure love. Farewell. Exit. Scene two. A dungeon. Night. Golzara on a pallet of straw. A lamp burning. Thou potent sorceress night, how terrible thou art. The shadow of thy mantle veils the direst deeds, but conjures shades to strike their guilty doer with a pulseless fear. He sees in thee the accomplice of his crime, and when lulled memory would sleep, thou art the grim Promethean vulture to his rest, that goadest conscience with the enactment dread of horrors thou concealst. The glossing beam of daylight brings thy calming opiate, charmed forgetfulness, but night. Why think on this? Can night bedim the brow of innocence? And yet these awe-inspiring walls rising that people with shadowy forms and grotesque images my solitude, the desert stillness, all appall and fright me. But tis only fear, who though she seem to wear guilt's garment, is with conscience-searching stings not armed for me. The doom of crime not its remorse is mine it's doom indeed the fearful trial waits nerveless they lead me forth shrinking unveiled before the low reviling throng i stand my lips with shame and fear together cling my cleaving tongue denies me utterance hark the maddening shout of guilty breaks my trance they near the frightful executioners the bowstring tightens round my struggling neck. But no, not that, tis not the mortal pang I tremble to await, endure. But tis this deathful blow, sure aimed, will strike through me to other hearts. Oh, tis that they must writhe in anguish far beyond the agonies I bear. Mother, I know thou wilt not live to sorrow or thy child's dishonour. Father, this arrow in thy side that may not kill will goad at every step. Thou thought'st it woe when envied and caressed I mournful left thine humble roof, but oh, what earthly sound will compass now thy suffering when thou know'st thy daughter's spotless name defiled with crime? That crime atoned by ignominious death, 
Heaven! Will they believe the accusers? No. Their honest hearts will spurn the base deceit. But this foul stain will endless cleave to them, as the seared brand that scathes the guilty brow, and rear a target for scorn's bended bow. O oh, gentle patience, tutor me to bear these dire accumulated ills. The dark futurity is shrouded from my view, but the high mission from above that rules its mysteries cannot err, and to its will I yield me now. Sinks again on her pallet, and composes herself as though to sleep. The drawing of a bolt heard from without. So soon, the bolt draws back. It is my savage jailer comes to lead me to the dreaded trial. Oh, that this foul air were not so clogged that I could breathe more free. Alas, that very breath I soon may cease to draw. What matters it? Starts up. He comes. I am prepared. Enter Zuleika. Gulzara. Gulzara, who at first fears to look round, but starts at the sound and rushes forward. Zuleika. Checking herself. Come you to comfort or upbraid, for either bootless your errand, since to comfort you must want the power, and to upbraid do lack the cause. I came for neither, but to pray, to exhort Golzara to avow, what shall I say, the madness that gave birth to this most monstrous crime? I've heard that it is their wont in lands where tyrants reign and subjects tremble on wheels to break or torture on the rack the haplessly accused, till the crazed wretch grown forth confession of black deeds he ne'er committed. Princess, are you coldly come the executioner to test if I shall prove as weak? I pardon you the taunt. Despite conviction, reason, everything, I cannot think you guilty to this last degree, not, not of murder. Speak that word again. It is the heaven-sent nocta drop curing the plague upon my vitals praying. Oh, I am innocent, you own it. There is one when doomed Galzara breathes no more, and the dread story of her guilt is told in loathing, one who will proclaim the tale is false. You trust me? I must henceforth live mistrusting all my senses would approve if I did not. Then it is the bowstring but the bar that draws to open paradise. I do not ask for life. What is to die without the stain that made death terrible? Tis but to endure a passing pang, to feel the last cold quiver of the limbs, then sink to rest, that fear and care no more disturb. They who have suffered in the soul shall own that transient pain a jest, to agonies the spirit must endure. One boon I crave, when ruthless slaves have done their duty, when in bloody sockets glare the starting eyes, and the last stifling sigh is choked ere to escape, when mocking menials, aweless, shall insult the freezing corpse with merry ribaldry, oh, as thou hopest to cross Alserat's height with foot unfaltering, promise me, Zuleika, my aged parents, from thy hand, shall know I perished innocent as when they last called down a blessing on their guileless child. Think not of this. All shall be well with thee. But my poor Amorath. T'was in the grove we parted, nor have I beheld him since. He left you then, 
rather i fled from him warned by a distant voice to haste to you he followed not not as i think this is some plot tis very strange musing it shall be solved and happily grant mahomet but if for me too late remember then my boon too late it will not be how i will plead with my loved father and bid me not hope think not the sultan can be pacified by words the wrath of power slakes itself in blood alone and cooled shrinks from the fount that quenched its burning when my lips are mute thine may awake a sigh but will not more then weaker than the venal slave that makes us weep for higher they've grown my father's name hath planted terror in the bravest hearts yet i have seen his cheek grow white and his eyes brim o'er at the history of a fictitious woe and deem you he will look unmoved on real fear not i know that thou art guiltless and will risk my life to shield thee now adieu adieu zuleika it doth well beseem such gentle purity as thine to come dispensing peace and beauty in the soft and mellowing light of virtue's gilding sun making more beautiful here at thy feet i breathe my beggar thanks thou needst them not were might of sceptre mine how poor my power to tender thee reward thy recompense hath been to taste the sweets of that first joy by nature i by heaven itself loved best the ecstasy of making others blessed gozara remains kneeling as zuleika exits end of act four